You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind-the-scenes juice on Claire's upcoming season of The Bachelorette and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 197. I am your host, Reality Steve. Got a fun show for you today. Your emails and DMs on Twitter and DMs on Instagram and any Twitter mentions that you may have put in since I announced this on Sunday night or no, sorry, Tuesday night was when Ashley and I did our show. Um, I had a podcast guest that I thought was going to have this week and they had to postpone it to a future week. So it was really tough to find somebody last minute. So I was like, why not do a reader email? So I usually do one or two a year on the podcast in podcast form. So this is going to be one of them. And um, I don't think I've done it since about last December or so, maybe last November. So this is not going to be a weekly thing where I take your, where I get rid of reader emails. In a couple of weeks, we'll be back to you know columns where you have reader emails. But for the time being, let's do this one. Before we get started with all the reader emails that you have sent over the last two days, and these are really good. These are a lot of fun. Um, They're very non-Bachelorette related, really. There's some stuff about the franchise, but just other questions that uh, I got a kick out of. So I really appreciate some of these that you guys uh, sent in. A couple things that I wanted to get going here uh, in case you missed Tuesday's live. Tasha's filming uh, ends on Monday, the 1st. So, yeah. Keep that in mind. Last day of filming, I've been told, is September 1st. They still haven't announced the official start date for ta- for, ta- for Claire slash Tasha's season. Claisha, I guess. We'll just call it the Bachelorette season. They haven't announced the official start date, but I can tell you that we know Nick Viles' GOAT episode is next Monday. The following Monday is Juan Pablo's on September 7th. We know the Bachelorette is airing on Tuesdays this year, so it makes all the sense in the world that... When you have Juan Pablo's season that airs on September 7th, where it's going to focus on Claire and her journey on Juan Pablo's season, makes the most sense that the season will debut on the 15th. They haven't announced it, but I'd be shocked if it wasn't the 15th. The latest it's going to be would be the following week, the 22nd. But you would think they would try to build some momentum off of Juan Pablo's episode on the 7th and just have it on the 15th. But they haven't announced it yet. So that's all we're, uh, that's all we're looking at right now. Um, in terms of, you know, what's going on, as I mentioned on Tuesday, you're going to have your spoilers. Uh, it's a couple weeks away. You're going to get it. Like I said, it's a little bit different this year because it's not just, oh, they released 42 guys in July and Steve, you already told us that 30 of them made the first night. That is correct. But there were some guys that were brought on just for Tasha and never even met Claire. So you've got your cast of people that of the 42, who didn't make it to the first night, who made it to the first night and met Claire, who then made it to Claire and Tasha and met both of them, and then who were the guys that were brought on solo just for Tasha? So it's breaking everything down like that that I'm trying to get the nuts and bolts of. I have pretty much all of them except for one or two here or there, but uh, I can say that um, I'm close uh, with that, and I should have everything within the next couple weeks. I'm I'm... I'm pretty positive of that. The other thing uh, that I mentioned on Tuesday that I got a few emails on and I was like, yeah, you know what? It's not a huge deal because it was who got Tasha's first impression rose. Someone asked me that at the end of the, uh, the live on Tuesday. And I said, do you know, they said, do you know who got Tasha's first impression rose? And I said, yes, but I just left it at that. Um, I guess I can share it. It's not that big of a deal because he didn't even make the Final Four. Uh, it was Spencer Robertson, and Spencer was only brought on for Tasha. So there you go. Spencer never met Claire. He was brought on for Tasha, got her first impression rose, and didn't even make the Final Four. So there you go. Happy? Let's get to the reader emails. I, so what I did was you guys sent them through Twitter DM, you sent them through Instagram DM, you sent them through email. 
so all I did was cut and paste. I put them all together. I, I, I've seen like the first sentence of each one, but I didn't want to read them until I read them live. Like I'm reading them now is basically the first time I've read them from beginning to end. So all I did was cut and paste them onto one giant uh, Microsoft Word sheet here, and I've got them all in front of me and just going to rip through them and answer them. They're, uh, like I said, they're very, they're not really show related, which is good. Some are, but none of them had to do with really Claire or Tasha's season. It's just more about the show in general and stuff. So whether or not I put this in a column is a different story. If I get to writing the answers to them, I probably will. And you'll have it in a column as well for those that complain that they don't want to listen to a podcast. They'd rather read it. You'll get that. You'll get your column, I guess. So here we go. And of course... These were pretty much in the order they were sent, I guess, but if it's sent Twitter versus Instagram versus email, it all depended on when I looked at it. So uh, I can't say they're in chronological order they were sent from Tuesday night when I first announced it until me recording this right now. But one of the first ones I got was this question, so this was a great one to start out with. Have you used an Olive Garden breadstick as a hot dog bun? No, but... If you haven't been to the Olive Garden, they have a chicken parm sandwich, and the bread is the breadstick. So, have I had that? You bet your ass I've had that. It is really good. I think I've had it twice. So, while I have not put a hot dog in an Olive Garden breadstick, I have had their chicken parm sandwich, where the bread is their breadstick, and it's delicioso. Next one, questions for the podcast. Okay, these are like, there's like seven questions here, but it's all about couples and stuff, so I'll rip through these. What do you know about Garrett Becca? We've talked about this endlessly. They're clearly not together. She never wears her ring. She hasn't hung out with her fiance in at least two months. They don't even live together anymore. It's clearly it's clear they're not together. Whether or not they're going to say anything, I have no idea, but it's clear they're not together. Tyler and Hannah, I, I can't believe people still talk about that. Nick Vile dating who? Uh, someone told me. Someone showed me a picture that was taken by one of the paparazzi services. She's some twenty-one-year-old. Shocker. Chris Souls Victoria. Um, I haven't heard anything about them since that one story from a couple weeks ago, uh, where they mentioned uh, some. I think People Magazine did a story on it. Maybe Victoria made a comment about how things are going great between them. I don't know anything else. Andy dating, why did she move? I have no idea about Andy Dorfman. And have you met Cody and Jess yet? I'm assuming that's Big Brother people because I'm not too familiar, but obviously being with Kat, I hear a lot of Big Brother names all the time, and those are two that I've heard. Uh, I know she likes, I know she's a fan of Jess and Cody, but have I met them? No. Next one. Who was the one person in Bachelor Nation you didn't have the best opinion of but have changed your mind about it after getting to know them or seeing how they've handled themselves post-show. I think Jordan Kimball was one. Um, I think, uh, I mean, obviously after talking to Colton, I think he's definitely uh, a little bit different than I had in mind. Those are the two that come to mind right now. I'm trying to think of f- women from the franchise. <sighs> I mean, I'm sure there is some. I just, nothing's coming to mind right now. Next question. Steve, you can't forget Ashley Spivey's due date again. It's literally 2-1-21. That's correct. If you, if you missed uh, this past Tuesday's live, Ashley, I had asked Ashley, hey, when do you do again? And she said February 1st. So, yeah, that'd be 2-1-21. So I guess I can never possibly forget that due date. 2-1-21. Kind of like you can never forget the day I adopted Luca because it was 8-18-18, August 18th, 2018, which I'm sure you saw photos and Instagram stories recently of Kat and I celebrating my happy gotcha day with Luca. That was a lot of fun. But yeah, I adopted her on 8-18-18, so easy to remember. And unfortunately... The day Maddie died, which was January 26, 2016, that's also the day Kobe Bryant died. So my dog's 
either have it just I guess very easy to remember their dates of either a date of death or a date of birth. But um, yeah, but Ashley's due date February first, twenty twenty one, two one two one. Hey Steve, question for your podcast episode. After reading a few Bachelor behind-the-scenes style books, I can't quite get a handle on the typical salary for the show lead. What is the usual range these days, and what factors determine it? Thank you all for your content. I'm a big fan. Uh, There is no set salary. Everyone negotiates differently. I had Deanna Pappas on the podcast, what, two, three years ago, and she said she did it for $10,000 because she didn't know any better. They certainly aren't paying them $10,000 now. I think Bachelorettes do get paid less than Bachelors. Why? You'd have to ask them. But I, I want to say bachelorettes will get around 80 and bachelors will get 100 to 120, something like that. But I, and, until, until the leads who have been the leads of the show actually come out and physically tell people what they made, it's all speculation at this point. But have I heard sometimes from some leads what they made? Yes. So... But I can't say that goes for everybody. So some people might have negotiated better deals. I don't know. But I have heard bachelors roughly make 100 to 120. And bachelorettes make less. Next question. Can you get a troll or two or three on to interview? Not that I want them to get their 15 minutes of fame. But I really would like to know their motivation behind their nasty comments on social media and why they hide behind the anonymity of being able to do so. I bet they all think they are, quote-unquote, good people. That's a great question. I would put a troll on in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat, I would put a troll on that I would have a list of all the things that they've said online that were either nasty or even racist or ignorant or whatever the case may be, or just rude, and would love to just read them their laundry list of things that they've said and just ask him, what was the point of that? What are you doing? I'd love to do that. But to get people to do that, I I just think, I just think the whole reason they do it behind a a computer screen is because they don't want to attach their name to it. And if I'm going to put them on, I kind of have to, I kind of have to know who they are. Because how else are they going to contact me and how else are we going to record? Like, I can record two ways, basically, through Skype or their phone number. I doubt these people are going to give me their phone number. And if they're Skype, I guess they could create a fake account or just create a Skype account that says my name is Joe Blow or whatever. I, I, I guess they could do it that way. But it would it would constitute me hunting down, hunting for them and saying, putting it out there like, hey, I saw that you said this, 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 and this on Twitter. I'd love to have you on my show, and I want to talk about this. I just don't think most of those people would be like, oh, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to talk about why I'm such a rude person. I'd love to talk about why I'm such a troll online. It's a great idea in concept. I just don't think it it would ever follow through, but I don't know. If anybody's a troll out there and has left numerous troll comments and you'd like to be on my podcast, contact me. I'd love to have you on. Next question. If you weren't in the business of spoilers, what would your dream job be? Well, the only thing I ever wanted to do in college was have my own sports talk show. And then I got in the business and realized I didn't want to make a career out of it. And then I went to go work for my dad. I was doing Reality Steve just for fun. And then it became a full-time job. But I'm just enjoying this. I haven't really, I don't really have a dream job. The only dream job I ever had in my head was, you know, going throughout high school and college. I wanted to be a sports talk show host. And then I realized I don't want to do that ever. God, especially in the times that we're dealing in now. I just, you, you say anything and it's just, with social media nowadays, God, being a sports talk show host would just be awful. Or just not not awful, just not fun. It's because there's so many people out there. If you say one critical thing about their team, it immediately thinks. It kind of, I mean, kind of like what I deal with now. I say one negative thing about a contestant. Somebody likes that contestant. They're like, "Oh, you're a hater. Why do you hate this person?" It's just like people just don't get it. And sports. I mean, obviously, there's big stands in the bachelor world. Uh, sports fans are even worse. You know. You know, I it just. 
I don't I don't see how I mean I see obviously sports talk radio is a huge thing and I listen to it but would I want to be a part of that no not anymore Steve other than oh Steve do you like Carabas why do you prefer Olive Garden over Carabas other than price I've had Carabas before I liked it my Olive Garden liking stems from the fact that I worked there for three months before my I can't remember if it was, I think it was before my junior yeah junior year of college sophomore yeah sophomore year of college I had a different job so summer before my junior year of college I worked at Olive Garden I wasn't a host I wasn't a, a server I was a host so all I did was sit people for three months but because I worked there literally five days a week sometimes six I I ate there for I mean that was my lunch every day and I probably tried everything on the menu once and I was just like I love this place <laughs> So that's why uh, I've always had a thing for Olive Garden. I used to work there. So this would have been 19, summer before junior year of college was 1995. My senior year was 96, 97. So junior year, 95, 96. Yeah, so summer of 95, I worked there in Orange County, California. Cypress, California, to be exact. And uh, yeah, I worked at the one on, on, on uh, was it Catella? The Olive Garden in Cyprus. If you live in Cyprus, you know where I'm talking about. As long as it's still there. It might not be there anymore. I don't know. All right. Next one has a few questions in it, so I'll just uh, rip. I'll just go through these as well. Question everyone is wondering. Are Kat and Luca soulmates? And are you jealous that Luca's new favorite is Kat? <laughs> I can tell you this. Kat loves Luca. And Luca loves Cat. Like, it is... I'm so glad that they get along. Because anybody, if you don't get along with Luca, we have zero chance of lasting. So I love the fact that Cat pays attention to Luca and doesn't just tolerate Luca. So that's a huge thing for me. And Luca loves her. Yeah. I mean, it's so excited to see her every time. It's, it's a lot of fun. Their, their relationship is a lot of fun. How much do you like Star Wars? What do you think of the trilogy one with Natalie Portman, trilogy three with BB-8? Rank the robots from best, from least to best. Rank your favorite characters, Stormtroopers included. Okay, let me just say this about the Star Wars trilogy. I, a total nerd growing up, not nerd, but a total fan growing up, you know, because I was in my heyday when Star Wars Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi came out. I was right in my wheelhouse as a kid. When the prequels came out, I saw all of them once in the theaters and hated all of them. So I don't even count them. They're 7th, 8th, and ninth. however you want to rank them. You can put them all ninth. The The ones that came out recently, the last three, um, which were, what are the names? Force Awakens, Last Jedi. I've already forgotten the names. I liked all three of those. I really did. I'm not these. I'm not one of these people that, is true Star Wars nerds and dissects everything and all that. It's just like, look, I went and watched them and I enjoyed them. I liked the fact, I liked how they stayed with the story. I liked the whole Skywalker still, and the, you brought in characters from the past with Luke and Han and and Leia and you know C three PO and R two D two and Lando. I love the fact that they were able to mix both of them. You were able to keep an old school story but bring in the new cast with the Rays and the Fins and the Poes. So I liked him. I really did. It's hard for me to rank them. I mean, if you ask me of all six, I'm not even counting the prequels, of those six, I still think uh, Empire Strikes Back is the best one. But to rank the other five, I I, I don't know. Really tough. Rank the robots from least to best. uh, C-3PO is probably least. Uh, R2-D2, number one. BB-8 is two, at least between those three. Rank my favorite characters. (sighs) I was probably a huge Luke fan growing up, but I do like Vader. I do like Kylo Ren. I like Ren. I, it's tough to rank them. I like them all. There isn't anybody that I hated outside of Jar Jar Binks, but he was in the first three, and that doesn't count. Is Italian food your favorite food? Yes. What do you think of conspiracy theories? What are your most funny ones you heard from Cat? Are there any that you think might be true? How will Cat react to a conspiracy theory debunked? Uh, it's all funny to me. Um, she, she, yeah, she likes her conspiracy theories. I don't put much stock into them. Um, 
how will she react to a conspiracy theory debunked? I don't. I think she just has fun with it. I don't think. I I I, I don't know. I just, we, it's not something we talk about too much. Yeah, I've heard her discuss things, but it's nothing that's ever been a huge deal. Um. So yeah, I uh, I was like, so when it comes to conspiracy theories, it's not something that I don't know. <laughs> I've really talked much about with her. And then the last part of this these questions was, you said you are a private person. How are you dealing with people asking you about personal questions about you and Kat, which is worse, stupid comments or the personal questions? I mean, look, I guess people I I guess I get why people are interested. I'm only going to but I'm only going to give up what I feel like is necessary. I it's I'm still a private person. Um I have no problems, you know, kind of just showing basic stuff that Kat and I do or whatever, but we we are together way more than what is shown on social media. So there's plenty of more times where I'm not posting stuff about us than there are times that I are, that I am, that I are, that I am. So it is what it is. Okay. I don't know if you just heard that. That was my phone ringing. Oh, that was my Apple watch ringing. My phone's on vibrate. And we literally just got through the questions where that person asked me about cat and Luca and then cat's conspiracy theories and, you know, questions about cat. Um, and that was her calling. I was like, were your ears ringing? Because I literally just answered the questions about you. So that was interesting timing. Um, I can't remember if I answered the last question. But yeah, I'm private. I'll always be private. I'm never going to be someone that shares every single thing. But yeah, we, um, we, we've, we've spent more time together than stuff that we've posted, for sure. And uh, I, I'll post what I feel like posting. That's really, that's really it. And it's never going to be anything like totally major over the top. I I wouldn't think. Next question. I have noticed some of the podcasters have producers like Demi and Nick. Why is it necessary? And do you have one? I don't have one. I've always produced my own podcast. Uh, It's necessary, I guess, for people that um, don't want to deal with the technical side of it. And I just record my podcasts and I never edit them unless something went out, like the sound went out or there was a major thing that caused us to stop or and, and start over or start and stop again, uh, stop again and then start again. I so, But there are some podcasts that literally need every single dead air and ums and you knows that edit those out. Uh, some people do that. I don't. I just like it to be one free-flowing conversation. And also sometimes producers might just they somebody might have a producer to book all their guests. I my guests are all booked through me unless I get an email from a PR company that says, you know, do you want to have so and so on your show? And the only time I've really ever said yes to that was when Kat's PR person did. And look what that led to. So very few other ones I I've ever really gotten that I've been interested in, in having on. So um that's why podcasters will have producers. And some have producers that come on the air and, and say stuff and chime in, as we know that uh, when I did the Nick's podcast. His did. Interesting. All right, next question. I have a couple I have a couple of days and questions for your podcast Thursday. What is your dream fast food meal? One entree, two sides, one drink, one dessert. Um, gosh. Oh, mixing and matching. Oh, gosh. There's so, uh, there's so many. I Seriously, like, you're going to make... I mean, I guess In-N-Out Burger, Raising Cane's Crinkle Cut Fries, KFC Mac, uh, KFC's Mashed Potatoes and Gravy, uh, one drink, just, you know, probably a Coke, and one dessert, uh... Banana split from Dairy Queen, something like that. Yeah, or uh, or Sonic has some good. I think Sonic has a good banana. Is it Sonic that has banana splits? I think they do. Anyway, those are ones that I like. Two. Have you ever considered getting a personal assistant? Um, I've been asked numerous times if I. People have asked me, can I be your assistant? I'm just like, I've got nothing for you to do. 
Like I, I could have, you know, stuff here and there for someone to do, but not a full time position. No, I just don't have I wouldn't be able to keep somebody busy enough to justify some sort of side job. Are you still a Dodgers and Lakers fan? Yes. It's the only two teams that I openly root for. Although I am a big fan of the Dow I, I am a fan of the Mavericks and the Dallas Stars because I live here now. Not not a cowboy fan, not that I hate them. I'm just indifferent. I don't care what happens to the Cowboys. I do want to see the Stars win. And I would like to see the Mavericks win, being a season ticket holder for Mavericks and a part-time season ticket holder for the Stars. Next one. Have you tried the new Savory Uncrustables? They have barbecue chicken and taco ones. Would love your review. I would love to throw up after reading that. What? Barbecue chicken Uncrustables? Taco Uncrustables? Ugh. No. No. Just give me straight peanut butter and grape jelly Uncrustables and I'll die and go to heaven. Thank you. Two questions. What chore do you absolutely hate doing? I don't mind doing laundry. I'm fine with that. But you know the part about laundry I don't like doing? After it's dry, putting it away. Like, I'll fold it (laughs) after it's in the dryer. I'll fold it, and I'll leave it on top of the dryer. I'm sure a lot of people do that. I do the same thing. I don't know what's so hard about once I fold it and then bringing it to my room. But, no, I just leave it on top of the dryer. Um, What do I hate doing? Oh, dishes. So I tend not to use them very much. (laughs) So I just avoid them. I use paper plates a lot for the heck of it. And then the second question to that one was, when scrolling through social media, do you prefer posts from celebrities or from your best friend's family? Best friends uh, and family. Well, most of the follows I have on Instagram, which I think is like 150, it's mostly mostly Bachelor uh, Nation people, some people that I know, some people I've never spoken to in my life. Uh, it's just whoever I choose to follow. But I'm not one, if you look at my Twitter account, you look at my Instagram account, I'm not one that follows 1,500 people because then my timeline would be a mess. I'd miss so many messages and miss so many posts. So I guess you could say that. I just I, Most of my friends and family aren't big on social media anyway. So while I do follow them, they don't post very much. All right, next Email has three questions. The first one, if you were HOH on Big Brother this season, who would you have nominated for eviction and why? Like right now, as we speak, as the, you'll be hearing this on Thursday, where Kaser or Janelle will be going home, I probably would have wanted to work with one of them, if not both. So I wouldn't have nominated them. I probably would have gone after. It's tough to say because you're saying if I, like I know what the alliance is, I probably would have gone after, you know, the slick six or whatever they're calling themselves but who in particular i don't know it's it's a tough question to answer because i'm not i'm not there competing and i'm watching as a viewer so it's tough but i I, as a viewer i would i'm big fans of caser and janelle but one of them's going home tonight so that sucks two have you have you taken cat to olive garden yet and does she like the food as much as you do yes we have it was documented a couple months ago when we went and uh she likes the breadsticks and she does like the ravioli. And I like everything. And question three, do you think Dale really went on The Bachelorette for Claire, or does he just want to use the exposure from the show to be an influencer? I, I don't know anything about Dale. I can't answer that. I have I mean, I, I can't answer that because I don't know. I don't know his intentions. Next one. Really enjoy your show. I'm a teacher. My coworkers listen to you each Thursday. Three questions for you. There's another one with three questions. What are your initial thoughts on Love Island Season 2? Do you think Season 2 will be more successful than Season 1? What do you think of the seven days per week format? Okay, number one, Season 2's premiere was worse than Season 1's premiere, so it doesn't look like it's going to do any better in the ratings. Like, if you can't get excited for the first episode, I don't think four weeks in it's all of a sudden going to start drawing major numbers, especially when it's on every single night of the week. Seven days a week format, well, it wasn't on last night, so I don't... I, I, I thought it was Monday through Friday... And then Saturdays is more of a recap show, and then it doesn't air Sundays, but maybe I'm mistaken. It's, you know, I I get what the show is. It's just a bunch of hot people there to hook up and increase their Instagram following. I'm not taking it for anything more than what it is. It's it's definitely um, eye candy to watch. It's fun to watch. But these people are very young and very shallow and very vapid. So 
Take it for what it is. Will I watch it? Sure. Am I going to last all six weeks that they plan on running it every day of the month, every day of the week? I, I don't know. Last year I was all in for a while, and then I was just like, nothing is happening. Nothing. It's just boring. So I have a feeling I might get that way this year. Second question, what do you think of the Bachelorette contestants going on the challenge? I know Chase did terribly, but do you think anyone else has a shot? Well, if you read the challenge rumors for season 36 that they're out quarantining right now, Connor Obrachta is one of the people, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to make the final cast, and I don't see what his appeal is. He didn't do anything on the Bachelorette season he was on. And it was pretty irrelevant on the Paradise season he was on. Of all the people in this franchise, I'm shocked that that's someone that they chose. You know, nothing against the guy. He just, he wasn't memorable. At least Chase made Final Three on JoJo's season. And he Chase was on another MTV show. So it made sense. You know, he went on X on the Beach before he did Challenge. So I don't really get it with Connor. Last question. Your favorite song of this summer? <laughs> WAP? <laughs> All right, next email. <laughs> Did you watch the most recent season, a.k.a. Total Madness? If so, what are your thoughts and who are your favorites? Absolutely, I did. Uh, I've always been a Johnny Bananas fan. You heard him on the podcast a couple years ago. Tried to get him before he left to go film the next season. Oh, spoiler, in case you didn't know, Bananas is on next season. Of course, why wouldn't he be? He's the defending champ, and Jenny is also on as well. So, Or at least they're out there. I guess they could get cut or get COVID, but assuming they don't test positive, they're probably going to be on you got to have the defending champs on the next season, don't you? I was fine with him winning. I, I I was so glad he did. I, I thought he deserved it. What do you think about all the Paulie Cara drama that's been going on from trashing the show and saying ratings suck and if it was rigged for Johnny to win to the rumors that are swirling that Cara declined last season because she wouldn't go on without Paulie? I don't know about any of this stuff. Sorry. Uh, I don't. I, I Johnny has addressed the fact that people thought it was rigged. I, I, I don't know. I, it doesn't seem like it was rigged, but do you follow the speculation for contestants that are leaving quarantining for the upcoming season? If so, what do you think about the possible rookies and rumored vets that are returning? I like, from what I remember, I like the cast that was out there. Looks like they got about five big brother people as well going out and some good vets returning. Yeah. I, I liked the cast. I didn't, there was nothing that jumped out to me that was like, Oh wow. I can't believe they didn't get asked or, I mean, you always have people every year, but you can only have a certain amount of people on your cast. Do you plan on having more challengers on the podcast? We'd love to hear from people like CT or Millionaire Mitchell, as well as maybe others, Bananas podcast. As I said, I tried to get Bananas on. I emailed his PR people after uh, he won Total Madness, but never heard back. So maybe I should just go through Morgan again. (laughs) What game strategy would you use if you were playing in the Big Brother house? I would probably be a little more discreet. I'd probably be the person that tried to get along with everybody in the house and not piss everybody off. I know that's, is that being called a floater? Is that what a floater is? Because remember, I've only watched one season of this show and now this one being the second. So I don't, I'm not really up to strategy and what's worked in the past for people, but I would just try and be a, I, I wouldn't try to be in the middle of any drama I would avoid any screaming matches with anybody. It would just be like, I want to be here and I want to play the game and I want to, you know, form many alliances, but I wouldn't pro- overpromise and underperform or underdeliver to a lot of people. That seems to be what gets people in trouble. Providing they would agree to it, who would be your dream podcast guest from Bachelor Nation? Well, it would have to be Chris Harrison or Robert Mills. But with the stipulation, you have to answer what I ask you. And if and if you give me an answer that I know is bullshit, then I'm able to call you out on it and maybe provide examples where you're lying to me. That would be the best one. Next question. This one has a lot in them. Who would be in your top five, six of challenge players? Did you watch last season? If so, your thoughts? Okay, we went over this. What has been your favorite vacation you have ever taken? Ooh. Honestly, I haven't gone on many vacations. As you, as you all know, I've never been out of the country. So vacation, I'd probably say to Maui, but that was over 20 years ago. 
fact, it was over, wait, yeah, it was over 20 years, over 25 years ago. But that was probably my favorite one, went to Maui. I went to Maui two times in a span of four months, and both of them were, and they were un, not unplanned, but I went the summer before my senior year of high school, I went with my girlfriend's family to Maui. And then that December, we had a basketball tournament in Maui, and we stayed at the same exact hotel I stayed at when I went with my girlfriend at the time and her and her family that summer, four months previous. So that was interesting. I was in the same place. It was in the same location. and uh, But both of them were a lot of fun. The basketball one was probably better because we played in a tournament and got to stick around and watch the Maui Invitational uh, for college basketball. What's the one thing about you that would surprise longtime readers? That I like long walks on the beach? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> one thing about me would surprise longtime readers. Hmm. God, I don't. I don't know. I I'd have to really think about that one. And since I'm reading that for the first time, it's hard to think on the spot without me sitting here and just wasting time and saying, um. So I'll have to get back to you on that one, if I remember. If you had to eat one food meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Something Italian, some sort of pasta or chicken parm. Yeah. But any meal that I had to have for the rest of my life, I'd get sick of. So it's, it's kind of a, but yeah, one of those. What is your go-to midnight snack? I'm not a snack guy. But if I if it doesn't have to be a midnight snack, it any snack would be <laughs> like an uncrustable. <laughs> but I'm not eating those at midnight. Do you have a favorite quote from a movie, TV show, or book? Well, you all know I'm not much of a book reader. Big TV guy more than more so than movie guy. I I you know, no quotes jump out to me that like, oh my God, I live by I live by this mantra or something like that or, you know, some inspirational quote. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I, I see and I'm like, oh, I like that quote. But one that comes to mind is from my favorite TV show of all time, 24. It happened in season two when Deputy Director of CTU George Mason was talking to Michelle Dessler and he told her, quote, don't wait around for your life to happen to you. Find something that makes you happy and do it because everything else is all just background noise. I've always liked that quote. And I think it rings true. What's your most controversial opinion on something mundane? How about what I said on Tuesday night? I'm in Tyler Cameron fatigue right now. Like, I don't need a story every time he says a sentence about something which is what the media is doing. So that's pretty mundane, and uh, I'm, I'd say it's a controversial opinion because apparently Tyler Cameron walks on water to a lot of people, and it's just like, okay, can we back off? Let's, it's not that important that he has a YouTube channel and he says something on it. What would be the title of your memoir? I haven't. There's not going to be a memoir, so it's tough to say, but something with the word reality in it, I would guess. The reality of things. Reality bites. I don't know. I'm just making shit up. <laughs> a genie gives you three wishes. What are they? Oh, I mean, come on. I, that I can have a gazillion dollars. There. There's my one wish. That's all I care about. Do you think they will be filming Matt James' entire season at the resort in Pennsylvania, or will they try and travel to certain resorts or other places? Um, it certainly looks like, again, nothing's been announced, but it certainly looks like they're going to Nemecolon Woodlands Resort in Pennsylvania because they're not going anywhere else. And, um, I, I did want to say one thing. I tweeted out yesterday the fact that, uh, Jason Tardick and Peter and Kelly both posted from Nemecolon, not posted from Nemecolon. Jason posted that it's one of his favorite vacation spots and Peter and Kelly posted they are there and you can see it on their, in, uh, on their Instagram stories. And then Kelly tweeted back at me that it has nothing to do with that, but everything's all good. I actually then emailed Kelly after that, and I said, okay, explain to me what's going on. And basically what Kelly explained to me was this trip from Per and Peter were booked before 
ABC locked in any sort of deal with Nemecolon. So basically what she's saying, this has, this has nothing to do with ABC. This is Nemecolon. And I don't know if I, and by the way, if I'm pronouncing that wrong, please tell me. I, that's the way I look at it. I've, you know, I don't know. I just look at it as N-E-M-A-C-O-L-I-N, Nemecolon. If it's Nemecolon, whatever. But basically Nemecolon, or Colin, <laughs> is a resort that unless you live in Pittsburgh or in somewhere in PA, you probably don't know about it. And so they're a resort that wants to draw attention to themselves. So what do they do? They go out looking for influencers to come to their resort or talk about their resort. So what Peter and Kelly are doing is normal. She just wanted to make it clear to me that this has nothing to do with the show. It has to do with Nemecolon coming to them and saying, do you want to help us out? And it was, she said it was booked months ago. And that Nemecolon, up until last week, tried to cancel Peter and Kelly's appearance. That's what she told me. I said, why? She goes, I don't know. She said, I'm assuming it has to do with ABC because they don't want us to promote it because it takes away from the fact that Matt Season's being there. She goes, but I, I, I have no idea, so I don't want to say that for sure. But as of last week, Nemecolon tried to cancel their contract to go there this week, but they fought it and um, got it taken care of, and they're there. So that was the point she wanted to make. It has nothing to do with ABC. and But I didn't think my t- – that wasn't what I was referring to in my tweet. I just said, look, it's not a coincidence that Nemecolon would go after Bachelor contestants to promote their resort, especially now knowing that next season is going to be filmed there. So – Hope that was clear. Question for the podcast. Would you participate in Survivor and or Big Brother if given the opportunity? I've talked about this numerous times. I would never go on Survivor. It's my favorite reality show of all time. I'd never go on it. I would never last. I'm too much of a wimp when it comes to sleeping outside and getting bit by bugs for 39 days. Sorry, not for me. I'll sleep in a bed under covers. Thank you. Big Brother, now that I've watched it last season and I'm watching this season, I think I could play it. Would I? Probably not. But just looking at the game itself, I think I could easily uh, play it. Also, next one. Some Taylor Swift questions for the podcast. Top three songs off Folklore. Oh, geez. Exile, Illicit Affairs, and Secret? What is your favorite Taylor Swift album? Um... I'll go with 1989. I like a songs from Reputation. I like songs from <sighs> Fearless and 22. Or, I mean, sorry, Fearless and Red. Um, But I'd say from beginning to end, 1989. Next one. Hey, Steve. Hope you're having a great week. I'm looking forward to this week's podcast. Here are some questions for you. Number one, fuck, Mary kill. Olive Garden's Chicken Parm, Lasagna Classico, Fettuccine Alfredo. Also known as the Tour of Italy. Oh, gosh. Why do you ask me such tough questions? I would marry Chicken Parm. I would make deep, sweet love to Fettuccine Alfredo with chicken. And Lasagna Classico could go kill themselves. <laughs> Not that I don't like Lasagna Classico, but you're asking me to rank them. That would be my third. Second question in this email. What's your favorite thing about Cat? Look, I'm not going to get too personal here, but one thing I love about Cat is her energy. Because as you know, I think you can probably tell through my podcasts and my lives I'm pretty even keel. I don't, I'm not the most excitable person in the world. And I'm very, you know, kind of keep to myself, very introverted, have a, a, a small group of close friends. And I just, cats, energy every day, and just kind of always being upbeat and being in a good mood has uh, really been a breath of fresh air for me. 
it's one thing I, I, I really, really love. And I've told her that numerous times. So uh, that's a that's a great quality that she has. And I hope she never loses that. I don't think she will. I think it's just ingrained in her. Which leader contestant from Bachelor Nation is most different in real life from their edit on the show? Not necessarily talk about someone like Olivia Caridi, who was obviously villainized. Is there anyone who has flown under the radar either in a good way or a bad way? It's tough to answer this question because it's not like I know everybody in the franchise. So I I wouldn't even know where to begin on that. There are definitely people that came across great on the show who aren't the greatest people. And there are people that came across really shitty on the show that aren't as bad as their edit made them look. But to narrow it down to one person, like, you can't. Which event in Bachelor Nation was the most fun, exciting for you to spoil? Easily, uh, the Nick Plane video. Just because it was so unique and it'll probably never happen again. What would your last meal on Death Row be and why? Well, let's go back to your first question. (laughs) Probably the Tour of Italy. Either the Tour of Italy or a number one from In-N-Out, which is a double-double with fries and a Coke. That One of those two. Last but not least, do you have any need for an intern? I'm a PhD student with very strong administrative and research skill sets. I'd be willing to work for free and sign an NDA to take this on this role for you. I am 100% serious. Well, thank you for the inquiry. But unfortunately, I don't need any sort of intern. And even if you'd be willing to work for free, I just wouldn't have a lot of work for you to do. If any. Next email. What's the best gift you've ever received? Uh, Probably from my high school girlfriend. She had put together a video on a VHS tape. Yes, that's how old we were. And surprised me with it and had led me to believe for a couple months. She's like, you're going to love your gift and just never told me what. I had no no idea. I had no idea. Which I thought I didn't know if it was clothes or what. But, uh, yeah, she surprised me with that. It was a great gift. Best one I've ever gotten. Biggest pet peeve. Uh, there, there's a few. Uh, I, I just... I, I just... I don't, I don't, I, there's so many, I, I I can't think of just one when it comes to driving people who just uh, road rage people. I don't get, especially over something stupid, like at a four way stop. If you go like here, here's something that drives me crazy when it comes to driving at a four way stop, especially in like a strip mall area. Or someone goes and you both go at the same time and then you stop at the same time and then you go at the same time and then someone gets so upset over that and they just flail their arms out. It's just like, is your day really going that bad? Seriously, are you that mad over this? Just like, okay, we went at the same time. Sorry. If I was wrong, sorry. If you were wrong, I don't care. I'm not going to get that upset at you. (laughs) I even forget what the freaking rule is. What is the rule? Is it to, I always forget. Is it to your right or your left? It's the person to your right at a four-way stop, right? Or wrong? I probably am wrong. I don't give a shit. Just go. Because <laughs> we're at a four-way stop, you're probably not going to crash into each other. You might start or start at the same time, but you're not going to have this major accident. It's like show anger at things that could really end up being a big thing. So, yes, four-way stops at a strip mall. <laughs> Or a pet peeve of mine, especially people who get so upset over it and flail their arms and honk at you. It's like, okay, so what? So what? Five seconds out of your day was ruined. Come on. If you were the ruler of your own country, what would be the first law you would introduce? Uh, that you can't flip out on four-way stops at a strip mall. How about that? Or else you get thrown in jail. Next email. If Ari wanted to come on the podcast to clear the air, would you be willing to have him on? Sure. 
Two, when Demi came on your IG live, she said you wanted to come on her. She said she wanted you to come on her podcast. Whatever happened with that? I haven't been contacted by her or her podcast team. Three, do you think Nick has remorse for talking to you like he did on his podcast after seeing how the majority of listeners felt about how he treated you? 100% absolutely no. He didn't give a shit. Next email. Hope you're doing well. Huge fan of yours. I've been reading your blog for years. Love your take on everything. My question for you is this. Since you started your Reality Steve podcast column, what is the coolest thing that has manifested as a result? Like coolest... People, events, experiences you've gotten to meet and attend. Coolest thing for me has been the Reality Steve Fan Appreciation Party. And I'm so bummed that we didn't have it this year. And we're not going to have it in 2020. Hopefully we can have it in 2021 in, in June. But to me, that's been one of, the, one of the most satisfying and gratifying things is that every year I can throw that party for the people who have taken the time out to come out and fly out and drive out and even people that live in Vegas just to come out and hang out and just say thank you to those of you that can. And I get that not everybody can make it out to Vegas once a year for that, and I only have a limited amount of people that can come. But that's why I open it up to everybody because if I just limited it to people, then I feel I could be doing a disservice. I'm giving everyone the opportunity any year to come out. and I, But I get it if you can't fly. I, I, I can't fly or it's just too expensive. I get it. Totally. But to me that's just been the cool, the coolest thing I've been able to experience. I think COVID will screw up some scripted TV shows like This Is Us. It happened during the writer strike. It will still be good, but not as good as if COVID wasn't around. Planned storylines and executions of it will probably have to change. A little bit sad, but they could only do the best they can do. What is your take on how COVID affects re- scripted TV? Well, I did read an interview with the creator of This Is Us, and they're still set to do two final seasons, season five and season six. They said everything will move forward as planned. Nothing has changed in terms of their end goal on how they plan on ending the show, and they've already had an idea of how they're going to end it for a while now. They also said that for season five, because of COVID, they will incorporate COVID into some of the storylines and address what's going on in the world. But it doesn't change the bottom line of, major plot points they have for each character and how the show ultimately ends. So I don't think it's going to affect This Is Us as much as you may think it does. Taysha becoming The Bachelorette midway through filming. I'm sure she was thrilled to get the call, but at the same time, it sucks to get someone sloppy seconds. Do you think she had any kind of leverage to negotiate things with production in terms of making the season her own? And what type of demands do you think she could get away with? Well, looks the look, the lead doesn't have much to stand on when it comes to stuff like that. And there were guys that were brought on just for Tasha, so they did give her that. Not every guy there was a quote unquote sloppy second, someone that was left over that was happened to be still around that Claire hadn't eliminated yet. There were a few that were brought just for her. But it's tough to say that now. I, I don't know what type of demands Tasha's making on set, if any. I don't think she has probably any demands. I'm sure she was thrilled to get the call that, hey, we might even use you as the Bachelorette this season when she was initially passed up for Claire. So uh, someone in her position shouldn't be making any demands. Hey, Steve, I hope this is early enough for your podcast. I love all the podcasts you've done, but really I love listening to your podcast with FP Santangelo. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the Major League Baseball season so far. I think most people already thought the Astros were getting away with a lot, but now not even getting live fans booing them in the stands, which is pretty disappointing for me. Anyhow, what do you think of this format? What are these changes you think might stick around in the long run for Major League Baseball? Good question. First sports one in a, in a while, if we've even had one this podcast. I can't remember. But I, I, I can't get into it. I'm watching it. I'm following it but I'm not overly excited for it. Whoever wins the World Series after a 60-game regular season, great, congratulations. But I don't think anybody in baseball history will ever say that this is one of the greatest World Series teams of all time, unless literally somebody went, and it can't even happen because everybody's lost more than 10 games now, but literally unless somebody went 50-10 and 10 and then dominated the playoffs, you could be like, wow, that was one hell of a dominant team back in 2020, but not happening. I said at the first night of the season, I thought the Dodgers were going to go 45 and 15. They were 22 and 8 after their first 30 games. They needed to do one game better. 
they needed to go 23 and 7 in their next 30. So it is possible the Dodgers can go 45 and 15, which would be a hell of a run. But if they don't if it doesn't culminate in a World Series, it won't matter. But it's just hard to get excited about this season. So many teams are behind in games because of COVID and it's just not this isn't a baseball season. It's almost like we're just watching exhibitions. It's hard to take it seriously, and it sucks that the fans aren't a part of it. However, changes might stick around. I definitely think the DH is going to become both leagues. I definitely think that the runner at second base is going to stick. I think that's going to be a thing going forward. Maybe not stick next year, but I think it's going to be worked in at some point because they just don't want to tax bullpens. And I honestly, it's it's definitely different. I didn't think I I didn't think I'd like it, but then it started and I loved it. So I hope it continues. Those are the only two that stick out to me, but I could be forgetting one. Next question: What's the one thing you really? What's the one thing you thought you'd really miss when the quarantine started, but now you don't miss it at all? One thing I thought I'd really miss. Nothing jumps out to me right now, but I would say the gym because I have gotten the Peloton. And the Peloton has worked wonders in the two weeks that I've had it. I feel better after really not doing a lot of exercising for four months. And it's uh, it's definitely something that uh, has helped. And I thought like, oh my gosh, with no gyms, I'm never going to work out again. And then it, because it, it was hard, for, you know, Yeah, I get it. Some people are easier to motivate to work out at home. I'm not one of those people. But now with Peloton, I I have been. But So that's one thing that comes to mind. Thought I'd miss when it started, but don't miss it. I could could do the flip side of that question, which is is one thing I thought I'd never miss, but now I – well, no, that wouldn't be the one. I'll say this. And, and it may and it may sound flippant, and it may sound like Steve, you're being ridiculous. I really miss being in Las Vegas. I miss the fact that I didn't get to go to March Madness. I miss the fact I'm really bummed about the fact that I couldn't have my fan appreciation party this year. I'm set to go to Vegas in two weeks for first week of NFL season. I haven't canceled it yet, but probably going to because it's just it's usually a guys weekend for us, and the guys that I go with aren't going. I don't think I'm going to go by myself. I, I don't. It just sucks. I really not. It's not just the gambling aspect of Vegas. I just like the ambiance of Las Vegas. I like being in the casino. I like going to the restaurants. I like chilling in the sports book, meeting people next to me at the sports book, just talking sports. Like it's, it's kind of a second home for me. I really, really like Las Vegas, and I love the vibe and I love the ambiance and the idea that NFL season is going to start in two weeks from tonight, you know, Chiefs, Texans, and there's going to be 22,000 people in the stands at Arrowhead Stadium. It's just not exciting to me. It's not as well, it's not as exciting. I'm still going to watch the NFL. It's just not going to be as exciting. I know it isn't because I already know baseball isn't for me. It's just it's just different. Things are different. And yeah, we just I guess we all want to get back to can we get back to where sports are, are normal again? And hopefully we can get back to that point. I'm sure we will by 2021 this time next year. But it just, you know, going to Vegas, I'm not against going to Vegas. I don't think I'm going to go in two weeks, but I, 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 I'm not against going before the end of 2020 just because, but my, my hesitation has just more so been, it's just not the Vegas that we know. I mean, you can have to wear a mask everywhere. The only two things that I'm aware of that Vegas doesn't have right now that they normally would have are shows and uh, clubs. And I'm not a club guy in Vegas, so I don't care that the clubs are closed. And I can go for a weekend to Vegas without going to a show. So I wouldn't be missing out on much that I normally would other than the vibe isn't going to be the same. There's going to be less people and everyone's going to be in a mask. And it's just different, you know. That's the way I look at it. But will it prevent me from going in 2020? No. If I can get, you know, my funds together and all that, I'll, I think I'm going to go before the end of the year. Just not in, in two weeks. Hey, Steve, I just always wondered, since you got Luca, did you name her... After Luka Doncic. Me and my husband are huge Mavericks fans. We're not from Texas. We are from Arkansas. No, I didn't. Luka was her name. Now, maybe the people that named her that were Mavericks fans, but when I adopted her, her name was Luka on the paperwork. 
Well, I found her online, and her name was Luca, and I just kept it. Thought it fit. Also, did you see Casey and Morgan's videos about what a piece of shit Evan is from Temptation Island? I had to quit following him. What a douche. Yeah, I watched all their videos, and I've spoken to Casey and texted with Casey numerous times about it, and uh, it's unfortunate. You know, I've had, you've heard Evan on the podcast back when season one was airing, and you know you want to give him the benefit of the doubt, and you want to believe what the guy was saying, but it, it really does seem like he's a compulsive liar, and unfortunately, that's not a good, it's not a good trait to have. I've been following you your site since the first season I watched, and I love your work. What are some of the most shocking things that have happened in Bachelor Nation from your point of view? What did you never see coming in a million years? Could be a relationship that lasted or didn't last, a lead sending someone home early, or keeping someone a super long time, any tea or drama that's come out about someone, etc. You have great insight. Never seem very surprised about anything in Bachelor Nation, so I am curious. Well, the thing that comes to mind right now is the Claire stuff. I did not expect that to happen. I did not expect her to be the Bachelorette for two weeks and find her guy and be like, peace out. I mean, that's not the way it happened, but I mean, just the fact that we know that Claire started the season and Tasha finished it. That's very surprising. I never saw that coming. I had no reason to believe. I don't think anybody did. How could you have a reason to believe that that was going to happen? When you knew Claire was starting the season as the Bachelorette, nobody was saying, hey, I bet you you know what's going to happen this season. Two weeks in, she's going to fall for one guy, and then they're going to bring Tasha in. Nobody predicted that. So... Yeah, but other stuff in the past, you know, Ari changing his mind to to Lauren. I mean, at the time, very surprising. Now, makes more sense. But at the time, very, very surprising. That's one. The Jason switch, definitely one. Um, But the Claire stuff is pretty surprising. Also, do you ever seek out spoilers for other reality shows that you just watch for your own knowledge, pleasure, not for work? Or do you prefer to be unspoiled, everything else in your life? I've said this numerous times. I don't like to be spoiled about anything in my life. I don't read end of books first. I don't want to know what happens in the movie before I go. Nothing. I don't want to be spoiled on television shows. So no. But have I come across stuff? Yes. I don't openly go looking for stuff. I guess the one thing you could say that I do get spoiled on is Big Brother. But Big Brother has spoilers out there. And, you know, being with Kat and her talking about it and her and I, I shouldn't just say her, her and I talking about it as much as we do, it's almost impossible not to know, you know, who won, how, who would have had a household before it happens, who won the safety suite, who won power of veto, uh, did they use it to take someone off the block? Like it's for the first three weeks and the first three evictions, I've known all of those things before they happened because you can, it's out there and you know, it's not even a spoiler. I mean, it is a spoiler, but it's not like CBS is trying to hide it. You can clearly go find out for yourself if you want to know. Three more. Hey, Steve, I just caught you live on IGTV. I have a question. Perhaps your podcast this week. If not, feel free to throw it in reader emails. Well, they're both the same. You said a while ago that you have a list of questions ready in case you ever interviewed Chris Harrison, and this week you mentioned Elon would never come on. Are there other people internal to production who you keep a list of questions for besides Chris Harrison? Well, I think Chris Harrison, you could do Chris Harrison slash Robert Mills, because I'd probably ask them both the same questions. In terms of the formula of the show, the base of the show, for Chris, I'd obviously have some questions regarding the hosting aspect of it and what he felt in certain situations. But because he's an executive producer on the show and Robert Mills is you know the, the man behind everything uh, at ABC, those questions have always remained the same for me. And... I just think those would never change. But anybody else internal to production? No, those are the biggest. Those are the biggest ones. Can you get someone from Big Brother on your podcast? Previous winner or someone else significant from the show to discuss the season? I love when you have Stephen Fishbach on to discuss Survivor. Or do you need to leave the BB content to Cat? Love you two together, by the way. And her podcast is great. Love her energy. Hey, you echoed what I said earlier. It's one of my favorite things about Cat is her energy. And her podcast is great. Please go listen to it. Conspire Away, conspire away Bitches podcast uh, on Apple, Spotify, all those places. Go check it out. This week, she interviewed Tyler's girlfriend, Angela, Angela Rummins. Uh, you can go check that out on the Conspire Away Bitches podcast. And um, I think she released last night, or she's releasing this morning, her interview with last week's 
evictee, Nicole Anthony, who was on her season last summer. So you can listen to that. And no, I, it's not going to be just for Cat. No, I, I would, Cat will be on to talk Big Brother at some point during the season, but I will definitely talk to other people about Big Brother. I've actually tried to get someone on uh, recently, and that's probably going to happen in the next couple weeks. So look for that. And then finally, last question I got was, who do you think the difficult Bachelor and Bachelorette leads were? I've heard many podcasts hint that some were very difficult to work with from the production side, but never heard specific names. Well, Chris Harrison has come out and said that he just never vibed with Charlie O'Connell, and they butted heads. He also said he never liked, he wasn't a big fan of Juan Pablo, and he never got along with Prince Lorenzo Borghese. Lorenzo came on our show and said he hates Chris Harrison. So those were some. As for the women... I I don't know who which ones I've heard. Nothing jumps out at me, but I could be forgetting. Anyway, that'll do it. I hope I answered some of your questions. <laughs> These were a lot of fun. But like I said, this is a this is a once or twice a year where I'll do reader emails on a podcast. So I hope I answered them. Hope you like the answers. It's a lot of fun. Thank you all for sending in your answers. Please rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts. Very much appreciated. And we will be back next week with podcast number, what, 198? Wow, we're coming up on 200, and I've got nothing planned. Oh, boy. So next week, um, yeah, is 198. And, uh, yeah, please rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts. Certainly it is much appreciated. We're back Sunday night. Me, Ashley Spivey, Instagram Live, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 6 Mountain, 5 Pacific, uh, taking your questions on that. And again, like I said on Tuesday, I hope you're not tuning into Instagram Lives just because you think I'm spilling tea every week. I never said it was a tea-spilling live. I never said every week you're going to get a new spoiler. It is just Ashley and I talking about what's going on in Bachelor Nation and taking your questions. That's all it's ever been. And because it doesn't fit what you want it to be doesn't mean it sucks. Uh, I appreciate the people that watch that every Sunday, but it's really unnerving to have people just troll in the comments that the show sucks, where's the tea, where are your spoilers, all this stuff. It's just like, if you don't get it by now, you know, I, there's nothing I can do to help you. Just just know that we're, we're just two people that want to talk about the show. Okay? So thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it, and we will talk to you next week. 